Hey, what's good, family? It's your boy, Pastor Santa Camo, with my boy, Ricard, and... I'm Dr. Pierre, uh, so yeah, I'm a pastor, and uh, I want to greet uh, the members of the community and uh, our viewers for spending this time with us, and uh, also want This is our fourth time starting this. For some reason, the connection is bad. Yeah. The connection has never been this bad before, but for some reason, on our fourth episode, the... The, the, the connection is just, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And we're on the library Wi-Fi, so it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. But yeah, today's subject is about marriages because we feel like marriage is important. And we feel like a lot of, a lot of marriages today, they lack important values that was once instilled within the marriage. So Dr. Pierre had three main points. And what were those three main points that's lacking in today's marriage? We said um, uh, marriages have di uh, a marriage has uh, three different components. We said it's uh, social, we said it's cultural, and also spiritual. And a lot of time people always leave out the spiritual aspect of marriage, which is by far the most significant component of marriage is the spiritual aspect. Because God is the one who created marriage. For, uh, for our enjoyment, for us uh, to, to live happily ever after, mm -hmm. and also for us, for God to be able to display his love, for us to better understand the love of God for humanity. So in other words, before you can love someone else, you ought to be able to understand the love of God for humanity. And uh, the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only son, uh, his only begotten son for whosoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. So marriage is about sacrifice. It's about showing the person that you love them that you can go above and beyond for that person. But we live in a time where folks are very selfish. The folks are very self-centered. So because of that, you know, we don't see the beauty of marriage because we don't see God in our marriages. Oh and that is why, that is some of the reason why marriages are not. Uh, so, but the devil who is, um, uh, who had an ambition one day, one time, wanted to be, God wanted to uh, elevate his throne above that of God and wanted to get uh, uh, um, uh, uh, worship and glory wow. from, from mankind, even from the angels. So now he's the one who stands to destroy marriages because he knows once we begin to understand what marriage is, and we'll, we'll be able to see the love of God. Okay. We'll be able to see salvation. And our, our, uh, we're supposed to see love when we stand in front of our mate. We're supposed to see love being um, um, implemented within the realm of marriage. Mm -hmm. But what's going on is that the person who vowed to love you and to treat you well, and that's the same person that destroys you. Because the person you marry, listen to this, the person you marry can either destroy you, can either break you, or make you. The person can build you up or destroy you. So the person you marry can help you to, go, to get to the doors of heaven, and the person you marry can help you to go to the doors of hell. So therefore, it is significant to understand that it is a spiritual entity and God must be at the center of your marriage in order for your marriage to, to thrive and to reach, uh, to enjoy the, uh, the maximum benefit of marriage. So let's go back to the three points. The first one was community. You said that based on, I guess, the culture of the black community mm -hmm. and based on our history, mm -hmm. you know, during slavery where we were seen more as property and we were basically... I guess you can say it was more 
women and men were more of like product and an assembly line where they were just put together so that they could have so much children and all that so they could make more money. Mm. Even in a sense where at one time slaves were given an incentive that I guess the more children they have, the closer they were to freedom. That's if they were even actually given freedom. And you were saying basically that like that carried on over where we was never really repaired from what occurred and that that kind of thinking was just passed on from generation to generation to generation. And we see that in a sense today where there's black men that have children with multiple women, but they don't stay in the home to take care of the children. They just have the children and they keep pushing. Mm. And I was actually reading the Willie Lynch letter and it was saying that in the letter, treat, treat the black male like a horse, right? Mm -hmm. Where you separate the male, you break the male, like how you would break the horse mm -hmm. until it follows your every single command. Once you break it, you leave it broken and you only use it when you need it to mate. My God. Then once it has the child, the child is gonna be softer than the male because it's already domesticated. So then you separate the male, you leave the child with the mom. The mom's gonna do anything to protect the child. So that continues over and over and over again. And then he was basically saying that if you take a horse and a mule and you breed them, what do you get? You get an ass backwards donkey that doesn't know what it is. It doesn't have identity as a horse. It doesn't have an identity as a donkey. It's just an ass back mule. And the mule is basically there to just work. It has no identity. It has no way of thinking. It just sees what's in front of it and does what's in front of it. And I think that's where we at right now where a lot of black males and some black females, like they're, they lack the identity of who they are. Therefore, you feel like some, or you feel like a lot. I like, can't, I can't say all. That's why okay. I say some. But, but, but do you feel like a lot of black men too? More black men? It's true. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. if you look at the educational system, more black women are graduating from college That's than true. men. That's right. More women have higher degrees than men. Mm. Well, it was strategically made this way in order to isolate black men because we know that, they, we understand that when uh, there is no father in a home, there is a high rate of, of, uh, of, of, of um, destruction among our youths. Uh, the reason why we have the prison system uh, is comprised of 80% of young black men and women is because, not because these young black men are bad, it's because there was no fathers to teach them right from wrong. Yes. So, in other words, a lot of time it's mom that's raising the children, not that mom has to work two jobs to make ends meet, exactly. and uh, plus, or be, on uh, or be on welfare, so she can't really put her foot down to really teach, uh, because we need a man, we ne it necessitates a man to teach a boy how to become a man. And also for the women, for the young girls to have the high self-esteem, to, to be able to be treated as a princess, it, it necessitates a father to be in the home, not just to be there physically, but to do, to do some emotional, emotional investment and, to, spiritual. and spiritual investment to teach the children. That is why the Bible says to, uh, um, to uh, train a child from the young age. Uh, the, the, you know, the first four years, the beginning of their, of their upbringing. These are crucial years, and, and psychologists call those, uh, um, call those um, uh, 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 
constructive years, and there was another word they, they, they used that I, I'm trying to remember that word, but these are very crucial years to actually uh, prepare the, the, the character. That is where we're forming the character of a child. And if the father is not in the equation, and chances are we will fail. These children will fail. That is the reason why we have a high rate of, 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 div, uh, of, um, of, uh, of uh, young people who are, on, uh, who are uh, dealing drugs and taking drugs and, uh, and uh, trafficking drugs. We have a high rate of, um, of uh, children, uh, young people who are having children out of wedlock. We have a high rate of abortion in our community, in the black community, because of the fact that there is a high proliferation in the family and there is a low rate of fatherhood in the family. There is a high rate of absenteeism of fathers in the, in the household. And we, we learned that in the, sixth, in the 50s and the 60s, uh, the black community was, was com uh, comprised of 70% uh, of the black community was, he were he was headed by a father. 70%, but now in the black community, only 30%. Oh my God. The fact that uh, society was made up a way to isolate black men, oh. to isolate black men. And it's not by mistake. You see black men are being, uh, 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 are being destroyed by police, and the police get away with it. It is, uh, the, it is by design. And, and um, the colleges, they, they, they rather um, uh, enroll women, not enrolling men. Now, when these black women are enrolled in college, now getting a college degree, getting a master's degree, and getting a doctoral degree, and the men, are not that, you know, some of them are high school dropout, they don't go to school, and they can't get a good job, you know, God forbid if they have a, um, if, they, if they have a criminal record. A now, this <laughs> black lady who is, um, uh, uh, who is uh, um, self-made? Who is uh, who got a great job? Who is uh, educated? Now they won't need that black man because they can't have a good conversation. They can have uh, an educated conversation. So now she will feel that she don't need that. And we hear a lot of that. And 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 that was part of the um, of the feminist movement is to empower black women to make you feel that you don't need a black man. Oh so God. that you can raise your own children by yourself. When you do that, you're setting yourself up for failure yes. because don't forget, it necessitates a village to raise a child. <laughs> and now in the United States, a black woman, you can't raise a child by yourself when you need a village. Okay. And you want to tell me somebody you don't need a question. Somebody says, um, I'm curious, do you think men don't men? feel, do you, don't you think men don't feel needed? Do you think men, men don't, don't feel, feel needed? needed? I, I feel a man does need to feel needed. Of course, they feel no, needed. No, no, she's asking, mm -hmm. do we think that the men don't feel like they're needed? Do we feel that way? Yeah. Since, since, since of the situation? Do we feel like women nowadays need us? Do, no, we no, don't feel no, like they need us. No, no we don't no. feel like they need us because... Because I want to add, mm -hmm. a lot of times you see a lot of like baby showers now. Mm -hmm. It's women by themselves. Yeah. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And you, you find you find a high rate of black women mm -hmm. who are just going to the to the to these um, clinics and they just get the sperm because they have sperms available. They get you the sperm. Don't crazy. Yes. There was a news article just the other day mm -hmm. of a white guy mm -hmm. who basically he injected oh. about I think twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard about 22 that. Twenty two black women. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A, That's it. He's a Jewish guy. He's a math. 
professor and had like a huge yeah, yeah. And, and they celebrated him because of the mere factor yeah. that he injected over 22 women with his sperm which that's it those women they go for these guys because okay, can they I answer her Stephanie yeah. Stephanie I once dated a woman a black woman she had her master's degree in forensic science and she was studying a second master's and a PhD right Physically, she not need me. She had her own place. She had a career. She had multiple degrees. But in regards to sexually, I guess in that point, she would need me. Like, I guess to reproduce, like, whenever she had the feeling to do so-and-so things, then that's when she would need me. But for everything else, she not really need me. And she made it clear that she did not need me. Oh, my God. So I feel like with women nowadays, they don't really need men. But if you find a woman that wants you and that loves you and you can build a bond with, I think that's more important. But a lot of men, like, we can't blame it on women because a lot of men, black men, we're slacking. We're slacking slacks. out here. We're out here trying to be gangsters. We're out here trying to impress other people. It's like we dress rich, but we poor. She we poor. Asks, do you feel this way? It's hard to cut you off, King. Do you feel this way only about women that are accomplished? No, because I'll give you an example. I work with people that live under the 200% poverty level, right? And there's certain people, there's certain women. Yep. Say, for example, they have two, three baby fathers, and they feel like, oh, I don't need that man. I don't need him. And you're like, where's your husband? Where's your baby father? I don't know. Does he work? I don't know. Does he pay child support? I don't know. But they're like, oh, he's in jail. And you be like, okay. She's like, oh, I don't need no man. I'm doing it all good by myself. You're doing it all good by yourself, but you're right here in a public program requesting assistance with your rent. So you can't exactly do it by yourself, but you just don't want a man in the home. So, 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 in other words, we're poisoned with these, with those ideas, and we begin to 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 inter internalize them, and we begin to reproduce them, and we give birth to them in our communities that we don't need a man. Well, of course, we need a man because God created us with the need to have companionship, with the need to have someone next to you to help you, because by yourself you're just half. When you are with the right person, you become a whole, and you can produce much more by yourself than you, uh, much more with others than we can produce by yourself. You know, you know that. So, but but uh, society make us believe that we don't need a, a man, and but that is not the way it is in other communities. Other communities, you find that that's the reason why. And the other day, I was talking to a number of accomplished black women. They asked me a question. They said, "Why is it that?" Uh, some of our accomplished black men are going for white women. Why are they going for white women? You understand what I'm saying? Because, because these women were never taught that they don't need a man. So when you are, these women know that their man is a king when they're a queen. So therefore they teach you, they, they treat you as a king. And we need to re-educate our black women to understand that not only that black men is very scarce, now to find a decent black man with at least a college degree, someone that you can bring home, there is only one decent black man for every 21 black women. That's true. But black men nowadays, they slacking too. I feel like a lot of black men are insecure. They are lacking a lot of things. And black men basically are being demasculated. Like, they're they playing more the feminine role oh than the masculine role. 
like a lot of guys are wearing skirts, wearing dresses. They're not being manly enough, and that's why the women are not respecting them. That's a very good point, Elder. But the reason why, as as I said before, is because we we have a high rate of uh, absent absenteeism of fathers in the home. Because if there is no father to teach a boy how to become a man, so he is growing up with his mother, and there is grandma in the house, and there is auntie in the house, and sisters. Of course, this young man is going to be feminized. Of course, so you, we have teaching to do. We have, teaching we have to a do. lot of teaching to do because there is no father. And even when you find a few black fathers in the home, they are not investing in the lives of their children. I know fathers who are there, they don't go to parent-teachers meeting, they don't play football with their kids, they don't go to the basketball uh, playground to play with their kids, they don't know how to sit and do some homework, they don't read no bedtime stories, they don't do any of that. So these children are being reared, reared by, a, by females, of course they become feminized. So that's, that, that, that's how it is. That's why you find some of our black men, you know, they, they, they lose their identity. But it's a cycle. Back to what you were saying, right? It's mm -hmm. a cycle. You see how the grandmother's in the house, the mother, the aunt, everybody else. Why are they all in the same house? Because none of them have a man. The grandmother started it. She said, I did not need a man for nothing. You don't need a man for nothing. You get a man, you have babies, but you could come here. They got that comfort zone. So they're like, oh, my mom did it without a man. I could do it too. My mom did it without a man. I could do it too. So when they do get a good man, they fight with him over and over oh and over and God. over and over. I don't need you because my mom didn't need you neither. I didn't need you. They don't need it. So they got, they have a mind state where they're so hard-headed where they don't know that they have to submit to the will of their husband. It even says in the Bible, a woman must submit to the will of her husband. Yeah, and sometimes these women are growing up bitter, bit, very bitter. These young women are growing up very bitter, you know, against men and, 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 and uh, unhappy with men because dad was not in the house. Dad forsake, it, forsake mom and allow mom to raise themself, uh, them by herself. So because of that, they have this, 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 um, um, this thing against men. Because, so therefore, when God bless, bless them with a man, they don't even know how to treat him because they have so much bitterness toward dad. And they, they pour it among, uh, upon this gentleman who's trying to be there to, 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 and then, you know, what you do, you just chase them out of the house. And the then same th that same cycle continue where you, you wind up without a, woman, without a man in your life and you're raising thing. children by yourself. Sorry to cut you off, but it's the same thing with men. Some men grow up without a father in their life, so when they get a woman pregnant, they leave the woman. Exactly. They're like, oh, it's not my thing to live in a house with a woman. I'm not used to seeing that. That's unacceptable. So they're like, oh, I can't, I can't live in a house with a woman. I'm not used to listen to a woman. Imagine, if you take... It's like what T.D. Jake said. You take an uncommitted man and a trifling woman, and you put them together, and now you give birth to trifling, undomiciled children. It's like a man that didn't grow up with a father, so he doesn't know how to be a man. A woman that didn't grow up with a father in the house, so she doesn't know how to respect a man or how to treat a man or how a man's supposed to treat her so she doesn't respect herself. The man doesn't know how to respect a woman, how to take care of a woman, and now they're in the house together and they're raising a child with the same thing. So what's gonna happen? Either one of them is gonna leave or they're gonna hit each other and regardless, the family splits up. Now Absolutely. the kid gotta deal with it and the same cycle continues. The same cycle continues. And now what we're trying to do, and we will do more of this episode until we disseminate the, um, these information because what we need to do is to break the cycle. We need to get our young men to respect themselves, to respect the young women they are with. We need I to, to add on to what you're saying too, because uh -huh. you said about the wives, but the Bible also says to add on, 
husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we did talk about that. We said um, we said when 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 you understand the spiritual aspect of, of marriage, you begin to see God's love through your mate. And so so therefore, Wait, Stephanie got a question. Well, why did your grandmother say those things? Are we supposed to submit to a foolish man? No, we're not supposed to submit Wait, to a no, foolish man. Let's just read everything. The Bible states for husbands and wives to submit to one another. That started off with a man. Yeah, of course. Um, I want I want to, I want to answer that. First and foremost, I want to just be clear. Um, submission is a twofold thing. The man has to have a relationship with God in order for the man to love the woman, and vice versa. You understand what I'm saying? The love wife, is pure. Love is kind. Exactly. Love is the wife is supposed to please, and 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 um. Oh my goodness! Is supposed to please and 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 submit. And the husband is to, like you said, mm -hmm. sacrifice yes. and give his life to the woman. So we're not saying that you have to give what a foolish man. No, 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 no. He has to be a man of God, God. and she has to be a woman of God. Absolutely. Very Absolutely. Very important. And yeah. that, that's something I teach when I, when, when I do premarital counseling before I marry a couple. And also when I do uh, uh, seminars in, 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 the, in the churches. And we, please, we invite you to call us so that we can come to your church and to do more seminars. As you can see, you're learning a whole lot. But one of the things we teach is that before a woman can submit to a man you must prove yourself to be to be uh, to be worthy said, of somebody submitting themselves to you but, but, but some people take that out of time well we made it plain that the woman's supposed to be submissive to the husband and the husband's to sacrifice his life and 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 um and the second phrase, like, would give everything to his woman. Yes, although although they're both supposed to submit to, to one, one another, another, of course. But another. but the submission really, God says plain that the man was made to be a leader. Yes. And the woman was there to be a helper to help him do what he has to do. So I'm gonna give you a helper. See, I'm gonna make life better for you. I'm gonna right. give you this a person now. After you're done working hard and she, you go home now, she can pass him in a tattoo. She can, you know, uh, give you some love, give you some TLC, and uh, and help, uh, you know, help you with, with certain things and TLC. make you feel good at home. Yeah. You understand? Know I'm saying your reward for working for, hard, for working so hard, and yeah. you have you, you have some soft hands. No, tender loving care. Tender oh. loving care. <laughs> no, tender loving care. So, so you get that. So, in other words, God wanted because don't forget, in anything, there is always a leader. Even you see, we have three um, uh, three branches of government, but really, the, the 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 executive branch is the one that actually lead. You understand what I'm saying? Although they all have their role to play, exactly. there's always a leader. So there's always someone to lead. And God had made men to lead, but you need the consensus of your wife. You need to be able to respect her ideas and respect her, uh, her input in, in, when you're making certain decisions. That's right. and, and, and so for a woman to submit to a man, right. you must be worthy. That's you right. must be a spiritual person. You must be a godly person. Okay. You must receive your inspiration from God in order to lead your home because God puts you as a, a, a manager of your home as a steward of your home. For you yeah. to be able to, to, to take care of your home, to manage your home, home the right way, you must be a godly person to receive she your said, revelation so from God. She said the man was made, she said the man was made to be the leader, but in 2017, I'm not, not sure, sure what we have. I know there are out there, but they're rare in this generation. And she's right. C come to our church, we'll show you. 
Come talk to us. Come, please, you. please do. Yeah, because because, because that's exactly what we're trying yes. to do. We are trying to make sure we yes. understand the root of our problems yes. in the black community. Mm -hmm. And we are trying, that's part of what we're com we come together yes. to teach our black men right. how, how, how black boys how to become men. That's the reason why I have my, um, my uh, uh, organization, uh, Family Renaissance Ministry, when I meet the young couples who are getting ready to get married, I teach you the right way of doing it. I teach you how to respect one another. I teach you about God's uh, vision for marriage. When you begin to understand these things, then you begin to find yourself in a position where you can enjoy godly marriages and you can raise wonderful children and highly functional children who are who's supposed to become uh, 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 productive members of society, wow. not menaces to society. Whoa. So speaking of the three points, the first point was culture, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get to the second one, that's mm -hmm. social. How has society changed marriage and how does society view marriage today in your opinion? Well, so many ways because as you can see that uh, the very government was uh, one of those who actually the devil used to change the dynamic of marriage. Hmm. And so, <laughs> uh, so change the dynamic of marriage, change the dynamic of family. And when you say change uh, the dynamic, you're, you're saying that it's now legal for same-sex marriages? Of course. Yes, yeah, it's very legal for same-sex marriages mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature. But, I mean, listen, the only thing I said to myself is that, you know, marriage, one of the significant aspects of marriage is to reproduce. If, okay, we, we want to legalize same-sex marriage, but how can they reproduce? How can two male reproduce? We have never had that before. It can never happen. I because guess they do adoption, artificial insemination. So, so th that's, that's exactly, that's, that's rearranging the, 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 the natural order of things. They were the natural order of things, and mankind has changed the whole uh, order of things, My and God. this is, is destroying society and, 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 and the dynamics of things, and you know, we, we, we need to understand, because when you do these things, it, there is a, uh, a negative effect to it, because the, what, the, the way society is supposed to be, it's no longer that. And, and, and uh, we're having a lot of people with, uh, with emotional issues, a lot of people who have uh, identity crisis, who are suffering right. from identity crisis. Yeah. We're having a high rate of our young people who are committing suicide because they don't know who they are. Uh, society is not accepting them for who they are. And, you know, and, uh, so, so we have... Uh, absolutely. So people are so confused of who they are, their gender, their, their, their orientations, and all these things. So we have a whole generation that, are so, that is so confused, mm -hmm. and they're killing themselves, they're destroying themselves, they're committing suicide, and, 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 so, and because of that too, we have, a, we have a low rate of men, you know, black men, uh, men for, for marriage to marry a young woman. So we have a lot of young women, uh, uh, heterosexual young women who are, who are, who are suffering because they don't have mates, they don't find mates to yeah. get married. As I said a before, of, a lot of women are married, are ready to get married, but a lot of men are scared of the commitment. Yeah. I think their biggest fear is them not being able to support a woman financially, or they're not able to stay faithful for long enough, or maybe they might feel like the woman might not stay faithful, you know? And I feel like, back to what you were saying, I feel like if you're spiritually inclined with the Lord and so is the person that you're with, I feel like you'll be willing to take that chance, you know? I feel like marriage nowadays in society has become a taboo, 
and children without marriage has become the regular. It's almost like everything went backwards. It was like you threw everything in a blender and it all got blended and everything threw up and it came out bare nonsense, you know? I remember when I was getting married, I was like, oh, you're getting married, really? Are you getting married? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting married. They're like, why? I'm like, why not? Like, I feel like right now, at the time that I am in my life, like God has blessed me to a point where all the things that I've accomplished, I would have never thought I would have accomplished it. Not me, of all people, never me. So when I spoke to God and God was like, you have to do this, you know? Like, this is how a man completes his life. Wow. And it's time for you to level up to the next level. Trust and it wasn't until, like, I really took my relationship seriously with God and with my wife that God even started blessing me even more. Like, God continued to bless me. I was able to be ordained. I got married. Like, and the more seriously I took life, the more God blessed me. Yes. And I don't have to the deal. The you get from above. Exactly. And I don't have to deal with foolish, like, boy things that, oh, am I going to cheat? Like, I had a friend one time, he asked me, oh, oh, look at that girl, would you have sex with her? I said, for what? He said, I don't get it, what you mean for what? She look good, I said, yeah, for what? But after I have sex with her, then what? Like, there's more that I'm risking by having sex with her than not having sex with her, you understand? Absolutely. Like, when you get into a marriage, you see that, you see there's more to life than just yourself, you don't push yourself first no more. Wow. Absolutely, and one of the things we want to teach our black men is the fact that when you look at a young woman, you don't look at her as a property just like you were thought on the plantation. That's the reason why we have no problem to see a black woman and to, and to break her heart and to give her so much promises and to lay her down and treat her like toilet tissue, just use her and throw her away. You understand what I'm saying? That's but true. there will be a time when God will ask you for uh, will, will, will ask you to give him account of what you have done with your life because wow. you can't go and just mess with young women and destroy their lives. Sometimes you, you get her, you impregnate her and force her to go to the abortion clinic and get an abortion and you destroy her mentally, yeah, you destroy her psychologically and emotionally, uh, all these stuff. And sometimes they are so, it's so bad for them they can never have children anymore because uh, abortion is a big thing when they have to pull a, a living thing out of you and you know and sometimes they do it does so much damages to your uterus and, and to your repro reproductive system oh sometimes it's difficult for them to have children again so therefore we have to be able to look at our young women as a a, a product of, of the Lord as a um, uh, uh, as something that was made in the image of the Lord and something that we should uh, love, we should appreciate, we should nurture, we should protect, not something we should destroy and just sleep with them and just, and just throw them away. We need to begin to understand that. So we dealt with the... Co so go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but that goes back to what you were talking about. It deals with spirituality. A lot of people, they're not spiritually conscious, as in they killed the Holy Spirit within themselves so they don't feel accountable for their actions. If, if you lie to yourself and say, oh, I don't believe in a God or there isn't a God there or God's not paying no attention to me or you don't incline yourself with the Spirit within yourself, it's easier for you to do certain things and to act on certain things and your conscience don't bother you because you kill that off. You take the accountability away from yourself. Even See, us as Christians, we know about sin. We know about the accountability. We know we'll be judged. We know that... There's a book where God is writing out everything that we have done in life, in the book of life, and that we will be judged upon these acts. But some people, they ignore that. They rather ignore the existence of God so that they could indulge within the world than to say that there is a God for them to be held accountable. 
Well, that is the reason why uh, the whole concept of um, atheism is, is, is proliferating in our, in, in our world because a lot of people feel that they, they, they're, they're claiming that there is no God, they're denying that there is a God, not claiming, but they're denying, which within themselves they know that because we have the, the, the God's DNA within us and we are made in his image, so somewhere deep down we believe there is a God, but we want to say to ourselves, we want to make ourselves feel that and, and want to believe that there is no God because we fear of uh, accountability because you will have to answer to someone and you have the spirit of God that even when you, you even if you're not a Christian, you don't know God, but God um, cre created us to be uh, what you call uh, uh, spiritual, beings. spiritual beings and reasonable beings. That we have reasoning, we know right from wrong. We have we are ethical beings. Yeah. So when we're when you're about to indulge in something that is ungodly, that is not right, something deep inside of you tells you that is not right. But you but still that's where drugs and alcohol come in. That's absolutely. why people do drugs and alcohol before they have sex, so you don't have to think before, about it. Before prodigy passed away, talked about Illuminati. He said that with the atheist foolishness. That's all. That's all foolishness. He says all foolishness. He said, there is a devil, there is a God. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of life. There is, there is a devil. You, you could check out his last interview, talked about the Illuminati. He said, all that atheist foolishness is mumbo jumbo. He said, there is a devil mm -hmm. and there is a God. And Absolutely. we got to choose who we're going to serve and who we're not going to serve at the end of the day. Um, you talked about the, the, the cultural, the social aspect you would talk about after that. That's the, the, the third part is that. The society, culture, uh, spiritual. Spiritual, right? spiritual. Yes, so we said, uh, so he began to enter the, the spiritual realm because we said that there are two main forces that govern this world. There yeah. is the spiritual aspect and there is the, 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 uh, the godly aspect. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, the, uh, there's this, uh, well, no, there is the spiritual aspect and there is what you call the scientific aspect. Mm -hmm. But the, so, the spiritual aspect has two entities. There is God and there's the devil. And so, but one thing I need people to understand is that the one of the reasons why also scientists don't want to, was trying to deny that there is no God is because they want to prove that certain thing exists. But in the spiritual realm, even when you cannot see certain things, yeah. it is in more existence than, those, than what you can see with naked eyes. You understand? Because you do know that on this table there are certain germs that we cannot see the germs, but we can get sick by the germs. The very thing that gets you sick sometimes kill you, you can't see it. But it's, it's, it's really alive. So, so the spiritual aspect, even when you cannot see it, it is very much alive. And so there's the devil that's always there to try to destroy you. When you're in a good marriage, they're trying to destroy you. They're trying to tempt you with certain things that you think that she's, more, she's better than your wife and she has something better to offer. When you have, a, while God bless you with, with a dime piece at home, but you're going out, you're going for, 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 for the lower thing because you think that you know what you have is inferior but where in fact it is much more superior than what you can get outside so therefore but the the, the devil is there to destroy you because the bible says that god has came to give you life and to 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 uh, but the devil has came to destroy you and god has god has jesus has came to give you life and life more abundantly yes. so therefore we need to understand that and so therefore uh when it comes to destroying marriages the devil is at the forefront of that 
is at the forefront of destroying marriages. He's the one sometimes even in communication. You know, I might say something, but my wife might, might understand it differently. And the devil has a way of playing in your head and make you understand something differently from what I say. And that makes you get upset and, you, right. and things of that nature, things get out of hand. So it's important for us to understand first. Then you are in a marriage, you understand forgiveness is the most important thing. And language is a very important yes. because your word has power. Something you say to someone can destroy the person and, uh, and something you don't say can destroy the person. And, and we need to understand that because um, a lot of time you, you're in a marriage and you say something that destroys a woman. Even when she decides to stay with you after you just destroy her with your words, the power of your words. Don't forget, words has power. Words has life in it. There is, it's not by mistake, uh, preacher, mm -hmm. that Jesus called himself the word. Because he is power, came from the word, the, the Greek word dynamite, which means power that is able to do explosion, to destroy, or to uh, or to uh, or to um, conquer, and, or to uh, or to build. So therefore, and what's the show called? The real the word. word. Yeah, the real <laughs> word. So 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 we're we're dropping it like it's hot right now because because uh, because we've got to understand the word you use can destroy a person and it can also uplift a person. And we are here. We are in the business of building people up, and we are teaching our young black men to build their women, and we are teaching our young women to build their black men, not to chase them out of the house because we have too many young men after they hit and run. It's a whole concept of hit and run because when they decide to want to stay and take, take care of their children, the women are not making it pleasant for them to stay. Okay. So that is why we need to uneducate and Thank to re-educate our young people, our young men and our young women so that we can have a better see, see. society in our, in, our, in our black community. Amazing. So I was listening to um, Billy Graham, right? He compared marriage to the love of Christ. He said, if you live in a house with a woman and you have children by this woman, you guys are paying bills together, but you haven't married her legally and you haven't married her in front of witnesses in front of a church, how can you say that that woman is your wife? That woman is not your wife. You're basically lying. And he said it's the same as you saying that you're a Christian. Yes, you could go to church. Yes, you could pray and you could say that you're a Christian, but if God doesn't live in your heart, and you don't recognize that Jesus Christ died on the cross so that your sins could be forgiven, and you don't take him as your Lord and Savior, then obviously you're not a Christian. And I feel like those, that was a beautiful comparison because a lot of people, their definition of marriage has changed, I guess, with the times. Mm -hmm. As in, they think shacking up is, is being married. They think that they could do whatever they want to do and say whatever they want to say, act however they want to act, and still claim to be Christian. Mm -hmm. And calling the woman, uh, the, the lady, a wifey, you shackle up with the lady and calling her wifey, that's supposed to mean a wife. No, because when you choose a person to be your wife, you need to go in front of witnesses, to go in front of the world, to let the world know, I have chosen this beautiful creature, and you have to proclaim it. Same thing uh, the with declaration of proclamation to the world, to the world unapologetically to say that I have chosen this queen yes. to be to this young lady to make her to make her my queen to be loyal to her to be faithful to her and to to love her and to nurture her and to build her up until death do us apart. 
So until you're able to do that, the shackling with her and, 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 and using her every night and sleep with her every night and calling her wifey, that you're just denying yourself and you're denying the beautiful realm of marriage. But I think we live in a society where we lack commitment. We can't commit to a job. We can't commit to a woman. We can't commit to Christ. We can't commit to nothing. It's like the accountability is so low. The moral is so low. It's like our level of consciousness fell so much because we're so distracted by things of the world. And the Bible said that if you have things of the world, then Christ is not within you. So it's like we gave up eternal life for the short life in front of us. And because we lack so much, because we lack so much and we forgot, I guess, that the spirit is in us and we don't tap into that spirit, it's like we're living lost. It's like we're walking around blind, the blind leading the blind. We don't have strong fathers. We don't have, we have strong mothers, but we don't have strong families. We lack families. We lack discipline. We lack unity. Absolutely, because once there is a component that is missing within the family, then you have no more, no family. Because a family comprises of a father, a mother, and children. Mm -hmm. So therefore, once once one piece of that you really don't have, even though you you hear people say, well, a mother and a father, uh, a, a mother and children, or family. Yes, but there is something missing. It order. is not complete. It's order. There is, there, there is the order. absolutely missing the order, and, 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 and it is not complete because the father has to be there. And also, I also advocate not just a father just being there for the sake of being there, but you need to be involved. We need fathers who, who are going to help change diapers. We need fathers who are going to uh, uh, um, um, read Bible stories. We, are going, we need fathers who's going to assist in cooking, food. In, in cooking food and tuck their children into bed. I mean, it gives me great pleasure when, 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 when I go on the stove and prepare a meal for my family and my wife and my children sit and eat with me and a meal and then and, 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 you know I, I'm, I became good in the, in, the, in the thing and it feels good when I see I can provide so I feel like I'm a man in the right sense of the word not only I'm a provider but I can cook a good meal for my family to enjoy Come on and, you know, and I love when my wife called her family to actually brag about how good my, my cooking was and this is what we need we need men who are going to be men who are going to net, nurture who are going to uh, nurture and 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 and, and uh, manage their families the way it's supposed to wow. in order for us to really see the living God in our relationships why a lot of men are scared to show love I guess like to show the women that they love them to show emotion towards their family like it's hard for them to kiss their kids and say oh I love you and it's like they pass that on where the sons is unable to show love. Why do you think that is? Well, that's a good question. Again, it has a lot to do with 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 um with our bread with our background. As I said before, mm -hmm. we, 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 we came from the plantation and it's only been about four or five generations since we have been emancipated mm -hmm. from that. So it's 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 the thing, don't forget, the black man was destroyed so much on the plantation, he was being whooped every day on the plantation and he was being humiliated and dehumanized in front of his family and uh, he was being and so he passed that in the DNA from one generation to the next and then so uh, don't forget they, that he couldn't display love to his children because those children he, he they they didn't they want him they, they didn't want him to legitimize the children so that was past those children growing up now be, uh, you know father those who became uh, emancipated and they also began to because he that was never displayed 
So this is why we are trying to break that cycle. We are trying to destroy that yoke, Elder, in order to start something new, something more meaningful, something more constructive. And we want to build a better society. We want to build a better community for our people. Yes. So it has to come from somewhere. We have to destroy that yoke. And because although we have been emancipated, but we are still living as we are still shackled. Wow. Because so how can the, we fix this? Like, what's some of the things that we can do to fix this? Like, one of the first things we need to do I is to, yes. to add, I say the first thing we need to do is we need, we need to come back to God. That's it. Well, come back to Eden. Let's come back to Eden. Let's come back to let's come back to God. Understanding that before we were on the plantation, we were not only civilized people, but we used to serve the the, the, the real God, the God of heaven, and, 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 and also to add, follow the blueprint, and and also follow. Because you see, the Jews they follow the blueprint. Absolutely, you gotta follow yes. the blueprint. Follow the blueprint. Go ahead. And follow the blueprint, and that's one of the things that we are doing, and, and we're supposed to do some of these things live. That's why we want you to invite us to your church so that we can have, uh, uh, we can we can do the seminars during your youth programs, mm -hmm. and we can do the seminars for marriage seminars. You know, we can do a lot of seminars because by teaching, because the Bible says my people are dying because of lack of knowledge, and we are here to educate. We are here to 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 help people to understand the real way of living, right. and according to the Lord according to the Bible and according to civilized society and this is what we want to do we're all about educating the masses educating our people okay. in order to stop the foolishness stop living in our ignorance in order to live like normal godly and spiritual and and socialized and and, and civilized people so what's the benefit of being married what's what are some good things you can oh, say about just want to put it out there I'm not married yet I'm not married yet, but I will get married. So whoever's, you know, what the king holler at the king. Amen. All right. All right. But I salute so, these brothers who are married. Amen. Absolutely. So, so, so don't forget, ladies. You know this this wonderful young man. Yes. You know, a godly young man. 30. He's still single. No kids. No Amen. kids. Still I'm single. Still married. And an an educated young man. You yes. heard him talking. You hear the, the amount of wisdom that flows from his from My his God. lips. So oh, therefore, I just got a like. Okay. All right. All right. Don't hide now. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so I'm glad you're seeing these things. So, therefore, we want to educate. Yes. So we, so the benefit of marriage. One of the things you know, it's when you come home and you know that there oh is a God. queen waiting for you. Oh Lord. Uh, that, that, that is that, that that's always that's always been my dream. Coming home and having a queen waiting for you. And sometimes you know she she I don't know if she been to Victoria's Secret or whatever and oh has those little things uh, to to just get my heart pumping, blood. Oh extra blood when I, got, when I get home and a, and a meal waiting for me and, and some love and, and my children waiting even before I bring my car into the, into the uh, garage and they hear my car coming and they just everybody just waiting, parading waiting for me oh to come God. home to know that there is your going home to somebody who loves you that helps you so much because one of the reasons why we have so much chaos in our society is because the home, there is no love in the home, there is no happiness that's because true. we are, uh, because uh, the society uh, is made up of families. So if you came from a bitter relationship, a bitter home, when you come, when you go on the job, when you go in the church, you become bitter. One of the reasons why we have so much fight 
in our churches. Mm -hmm. We have so much destructions and division in our churches because we have people who come from homes that are polarized. But there's a lot of single mothers in church. You ever realize that? Absolutely. Even a bunch of older women, like there's a bunch of older single women in yeah. church. Yeah, like, the, you the don't fathers find, are nowhere to be found. You don't find a lot of whole families in church. And sometimes, even if they are married, the husband go to one church, the wife goes to another church. Absolutely. Or, or, or you see the husband sitting in the front by himself, and the wife and the kids are sitting in the back, which is unacceptable. My brother, I grew up in the church. I don't know if you grew up. I was born and grew up in the church. I remember growing up in the church, man, a big church. And you, 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 you're looking at the elders. The elders always sit by themselves. Their wives sit by themselves. You can be coming to this church for years. You never know who is this elder's wife. Because a lot of them are cheating on their wives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of time because of that, and, and, and there is no love in the home, there is no life in the home, and sometimes that's the reason why there's a high rate of divorce. Sometimes after the children are grown and leave the home, and you find that these two find themselves uh, like they're strangers because they, uh, things have been destroyed for the longest. They have kept it together because of society, because of the children. Now the children are grown, are grown. They leave the, the thing, and you find that these two people in their latter latter fifties. And, and now they're divorcing when this is supposed to be for life. The reason why is because somewhere along That's the line, true, we true. did not maintain the relationship. Mm -hmm. We did not nurture the relationship. Right. And so marriage is like, a, is like a plant. When you have a plant, you want that plant to grow. Yeah, you well, have yeah. to systematically uh, 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 attend uh, to the... Um, to the, to the plant. You have to water it every day. You have to remove weeds and unwanted stuff that's growing around it, that, suffice, that is suffocating it. You have to uh, remove, you have to make sure that you position it in a way where it can get plenty of sunshine. You have to make sure you water it and then it, so that it can grow. And this is something you do systematically throughout the duration of the life of the plant. So similarly, marriage is but just like, the same. You have to continuously maintain it until death do you apart. Other you, than that, it will destroy. And if you maintain it well, it'll, it will bear good fruit. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You can't have it any better than that. That's just right. like that plant, you maintain it well, That's it right. will produce fruit. If it's a flower, you will get some of the most gorgeous flower. You can, your eyes can see, wow. you can smell, you can enjoy your, your, your eye, you know. And so just like marriage, if you water it well, if you, if you, if you take care of it, it will produce fruit. The whole concept, you know, the, the marriage you're talking about is not what you see on Facebook. It's yeah. not what you see on, on social media, uh, on, on um, how you call that, on, on, on reality TV. You understand what I'm saying? It's not what you see on, 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 um, uh, on, Instagram. on Instagram. No, we are talking about the real, real good stuff when you begin to nurture it, when we respect one another, when you speak civil to one another, when we let God be at the center of our marriage, you will enjoy the beauty of marriage. You can, you can have some good fun, you have some family time, you have time when you go away together, you have time when you uh, put the children, uh, the, the, uh, you leave the children with some relative, you, know, you, do, you go out with your wife, you have a good time, you, know, you go on a little getaway, a weekend getaway, just you and your wife, you, know, you, 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 know, you, go, you watch a good movie and you, you, you're commenting on it and you have so much good fun. You go to a good restaurant, man, a good Broadway show, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time, guys. Um, go, go ahead. But announcements. Want to let you guys know about this um, this diaper drive. You see that we put in the GoFundMe. Please, guys, give what you can. Know that we're gonna collect about thirty thousand boxes of diapers. 
220 each from size one through six. We're gonna be giving out to the mothers in the shelters, the women's shelters, the family shelters, the women in the projects in the community. We want you guys to con contribute. Once we get it, we want you guys to participate with us and give it to those who are in need. It's all about love. It's all about touching lives. It's all about making a difference because that's what Jesus did, and we want to exemplify the life of Christ. Tell them how much we made so far. So far, we got about 480. So we need as much as we can. Any churches that also wants to donate for us to come to get donations, that will be very much Appreciate it. We're gonna just do Brooklyn first, and after that, we're gonna do the whole tri-state. But we need we your help. Long Island as well, too. So we invite you to invite us to your church for your youth programs. Yeah. We'll preach, we'll uh, uh, do seminars, we'll educate, uh, invite us uh, for your uh, men's ministry, for your family ministry. We have so much to teach and to help our community yes. become better. Please check out my uh, uh, organization, Family Renaissance yes. uh, uh, Ministry, and uh, you can see uh, the, the uh, www.familyr. Uh, m.org www.family the word family and the letter r m.org and we are here to educate people I'm going to put the link in the description after the video yes okay. may the good lord bless you and make you a blessing until next time thank you I think everybody that watched this video today I see there was a lot of viewers today yeah. I see a bunch of people supporting the show the last episode got over 6,000 views. Yeah. This is a movement. Never ever in history have you seen something like this being done, yes. you know? So we invite you to share it, please. Please share it. You see, we put our egos aside and we work together. You see how much we accomplish when we work together, yes. you know? It wasn't me by myself. It wasn't Brother Sanders by himself. Exactly. It wasn't Pastor Pierre by himself. It came was together. us all working together. We came together. And you see all the people that's been supporting this movement, shout out to you. Everybody that supports us individually, everybody that supports us together as this ministry, everybody that watches the real world. I see all you guys watching today. Today, yeah. I see a high amount of viewers. Shout out. Shout out to all the people that donated. So far in three weeks, we got $480. We're not playing. We're not just talking, we live in this. We're yeah, real yes. men doing real things. Real yeah. thing. And we have greater things coming into the community. So please look out for us and because we're going to have certain stuff live. We're going to have to invite you into an auditorium where we can, uh, we, where we can fellowship together, where we can drop great um, information and knowledge and educate our people in order to become better uh, social people. Remember, we start off in the basement, and you see we're in the library. One day we're going to have our own studio. Yes. That's, what, that's yes. what I'm talking about. That's what's up. That, that's what's so up. close out with a prayer. Yes, sir. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are so grateful uh, today for bringing us together as three young men. Uh, you have uh, endowed us with a vision, and we came together and to present your word. And because you say that your people are dying we, we, because of lack of knowledge, and we thank you for educating us first and giving us uh, the, the, the willingness to go out and educate people. We pray that our people may receive these words, and they can internalize them, and, yes. and, and they can allow those words the power of those words to reproduce in their in their lives and in their communities and in their homes. We pray that, Father, that you will touch every young person, those who have never know you as their personal Savior. We pray that you will help them to know you as their Savior. Until we meet again, keep them safe, keep them whole, protect them from the attacks of the enemy, protect our homes, protect our young people, and uh, help them to grow, to go to school, to learn, to become productive members of society. Until we meet again, may Jesus be upon them. May the Spirit of God be upon them now and forevermore. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.
It took us five times to do this video, but we did it.